My other guest this week is Tom Jark, Vice President of Proprietary Product Development at Myax, who in mid-August, they launched two ETFs, the Convexity Shares One-Time Spikes Futures ETF, ticker SPKX, and the Convexity Shares Daily 1.5 Times Spikes Futures ETF, ticker SPKY. These both uh, obviously provide long volatility exposure, and Tom is now on the line with me. Tom, it's a pleasure. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Okay, so as, so as I understand it, uh, these products are a result of a partnership between MyX and T3 Index. And I'm guessing these names aren't necessarily familiar to some of our listeners. So I thought to start, just give us a little background here on MyX and T3 and why you decided to get involved with ETFs. I will certainly do so. Uh, yeah, one thing I just want to say, you know, before I start to talk is I, I need to just put out a little disclaimer there um, that uh, any views I express today, which I'm not planning on giving a lot of views, it's more informational. Um, as, you know, as I am an officer of the Miami International Holdings, I do not represent or reflect the views of anyone else, including Convexity Shares. And please note that Miami International Holdings owns Myax Futures, which is the majority owner of Convexity Shares. Uh, so that being said, um, you know, Miami International Holdings is a, is a private company um, that wholly uh, owns and operates uh, the Miami International Securities Exchange, known as MIAX. And MIAX has um, the MIAX Options Exchange, MIAX Emerald Options Exchange, MIAX Pearl Equities and Options. Um, in 2020, MIAX acquired the uh, MIA, I'm sorry, Miami National Holdings acquired the uh, Minneapolis Grain Exchange, known as MGEX, and as well as the uh, Bermuda Stock Exchange. Um, uh, so there's uh, you know, several strategic partnerships as well within the holding company. And one of those, as you mentioned, is uh, T3 Index. And T3 Index, uh, the founder there is uh, Simon Ho. Uh, he's based out of Sydney, Australia. Uh, he created the Spikes Volatility Index, um, you know, some, some many, many uh, years back. Um, and in 2019, February, we the, you know, launched options on, um, uh, on the index. And in 2020, December, uh, we uh, launched the futures on, MG, uh, on MGEX. And, um, you know, and now we're happy to say, yes, the Convexity Shares ETFs um, have been launched. Um, your previous guest mentioned, I think, the 15th. The, the day was actually the 16th. They went live for trading. They seeded on the 15th. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're very excited about it. Uh, and, yes, uh, SPKX one times and one uh, SPKY is the one and a half times uh, the underlying index. And Tom, just briefly, tell us a little bit about your background. So I understand you have some 25 years of experience in equity derivatives, market making, and, and, and trading, among other things. Tell us a little bit about uh, your background. Yeah, sure, sure. I've been, you know, I've been around for some time. Um, you know, early, my early days, I was down on the, uh, the CBOE trading floor. Uh, I traded SPX index options, um, part of an index trade. You know, initially, I started out by myself. Um, you know, back with some capital. Then uh, we started up a uh, you know a, a trading group, an index uh, called Let Go Index Arbitrage. Uh, in 2002, our firm Let Go was uh, purchased by uh, Toronto Dominion TD Bank, um, and at that time I um, I moved over to uh, to New York to work at um, some of the different uh, you know Wall Street uh, bank you know trading desks, and um, always been involved in equity volatility trading, index options, you know VIX, you know the whole complex, long dated options. Uh, light exotics, variant swaps, um, and, you know, dealing with a lot of the institutional client base as well as, um, you know, some of the more high net worth retail 
And, uh, you know, the retail, the retail exposure I had back then was from the, you know, the, the high net worth retail, um, you know, coming in and trading structured notes with the trading desk and things like that. So, yeah, so then uh, the last two years I've been working with, uh, with MyAx. I kind of uh, hung up the trading jacket, per se, but, um, the, uh, you know, working on with the exchange and helping with, you know, proprietary product development. Uh, the main interest is the Spikes Volatility Index, and obviously that's an area where I, I can contribute the most because that's my, you know, that's my, you know, prior expertise. Um, so, yeah. Well, that's a perfect segue here. Let's get into these ETFs. I'm sure that'll then generate some additional questions uh, on my side. And uh, again, first up is the Convexity Shares One Time Spikes Futures ETF, ticker SPKX. Just walk us through the, the basic construction here. What exactly does this ETF hold and, and what is this designed to do? Yeah, so uh, what this ETF does, so, so both ETFs, and I can kind of talk to them both at the same time, because you know, they both are, are, are built on the, um, the uh, SPKF, which is the, uh, which is the, the, the um, excuse me, it's the uh, uh, Spikes Futures Short-Term Index. And actually the, the true name is the T3 Spike Front 2 Futures Index. Uh, the symbol for this is SPKF. Um, now, what happens is, and um, I don't know if you want me to go back into the, the indexes itself a little bit. Yeah, please. Uh, on spikes. Okay. Yeah. Let me. If I could back up, because I, I really think it builds the base for the uh, for the whole you know whole conversation. And, and one of the exciting parts about these ETFs uh, being part of being launched is it kind of um, and eventually when hopefully options will be launched on them it will uh, complete kind of what the ecosystem is on the spikes volatility index, um, you know, world. So uh, very excited about that. But, you know, so the index is um, basically you have the, the spikes volatility index, which is a measure of that 30-day expected volatility uh, of the S&P, uh, you know, top 500 stocks. And, uh, but this one is, it, it's based a little different than the, the competitor. It's built on the, uh, the spider options. So it uses spider options. So, you know, a lot of people are trading spies, uh, spider options, uh, spy ETF. Uh, this one uses those options as an input to calculate the index. So, and that's, you know, that, that's been a real, um, you know, kind of, kind of a big differentiator from some of the other products. They're all based on, you know, S&P 500 index, uh, SPX. This is based on spy options. Um, so, you know, and, and based on that index, there has been a, you know, a launch of uh, futures uh, back in 2020, as I mentioned. Um, so now if we, if we roll, and I'll go back to the indexes a little more if we want, we can go more detail on those, but uh, I want to answer your question first. Uh, the, so the SPKX index, um, ETF, is based on that SPKF index. That's the benchmark. Uh, so that index, what it does is it holds the um, the, you know, on, on, on basically on, um, on a spike futures expiry date, it would hold 100% of its position in the next month um, spike futures. Um, and then it rolls on a formula basis, linearly, for trading day. Every day, you know, the future rolls from the front month future to the second month future. Um, every day until, like I said, the, the night before expiry, it's all into that next contract. Um, so it's a, you know, it's kind of a, you know, perpetually going to be doing the same mechanism and the amount, the volume that trades based on that, um, has to do with, uh, creation redemptions. Um, you know, basically if there's, you know, if there's, if there's more, more, um, more ETF created, then there's more volume to be traded from one day to the next. But the, but the formula is the same. It's always going to be that same, uh, moving. 
Um, now, with the the uh, the FPKY, that is a one and a half times. Um, so it tries. It, it's it's going to mimic uh, one and a half times the performance of that benchmark. You know, subject to any kind of you know um, you know hedging or uh, expenses and things like that. But but in, in general. Uh, that has that same rolling mechanism because it's tracking that index. That index is what we're tracking. Uh, so, um, but you know, because of that uh, that extra half a point of leverage, the, the one and a half times, uh, it will hold you know more more pro- more uh, features in the in the in the uh, in the fund in the ETF itself. And you know, it's it's really important to note too that these are ETFs. These are not exchange traded notes. Um, there's been some recent. Um, you know, kind of chatter about uh, you know another product that's out there that halted halted creations and it's trading at a big premium and causing all kinds of confusion. Um, I get a lot of phone calls about that, and uh, it's it, th- these are ETFs. These will uh, you know unlimited creation redemption ability. Um, we have you know really you know good quality market maker in there, uh, as well as our sub advisor, and the um, you know yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll pause there. Let you jump in. Let's, Hopefully, I was able to uh, explain that. Yeah, no, I, I, that's helpful. So l- let me ask you this. If we were just to boil this down, um, yep. how would you describe the difference between the Spikes Volatility Index and then I'll say the VIX, which is something that I think a lot of people have at least heard of, right? Even if they don't fully understand the back-end calculation, I think that's the one that's out in the media. So how should people think about those two? What what, what, what do the differences boil down to? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so well, there's some similarities and some differences. Uh, the similarities are they're both based, both indices are based on the, uh, you know, that variance swap replication methodology. Uh, both are, you know, 30-day volatility indexes, uh, you know, you know that are measuring expected 30-day volatility um, some of the differences, uh, and not getting too deep in the weeds, um, you know, uh, the spikes volatility index uses a, what's called a proprietary price dragging methodology, um, where on the when it's you know taking the inputs of the spy option prices, uh, whereas the the VIX is always using the midpoint of those SPX options. Uh, the VIX SPX options trade on one exchange only. Uh, well, uh, within one exchange, within the, the uh, CBOE community, um, and the uh, you know, spikes uses spy options, and spy options trade on every exchange. So there's a lot of um, you know there's a lot of price input information uh, that we you know that's captured. Um, spikes the, the the spikes index uses the front two monthly expiries with two days you know with two days remaining up to up to two days remaining. Um, for its calculation, whereas the VIX uh, uses that um, kind of the monthlies and the weekly options between the 23-day and 37-day expiries. Um, the spikes volatility index, you know, one of the things we really like about it is, uh, it's, you know, for people that are using it as an indicator for any of their, you know, trading or decisions, uh, we disseminate it every 100 milliseconds. Uh, so that's, you know, pretty much, you know, <laughs> continuous um, versus, uh, the, you know, VIX index is published every 15 seconds. Um, one of the differences, too, again, I don't want to get too complex here uh, on this call. We could be here for hours. But uh, the, the truncation used in the strike methodology uh, for both settlement and for the index calculation, uh, uh, Spikes uses a... Uh, they both reference the nickel option as where they're going to cut off the tails um, for that calculation of the variance swap methodology. But because spiders, spider options, are one-tenth the size of SPX, it means that that $0.05 cent option 
in spiders is a much higher strike on the put side and a lower strike on the call side. So it's a, you can think of it as a tighter band um, of, of the, uh, the range of strikes that are used in that uh, final determination of the calculation, as well as the you know, daily you know, published you know, intraday VIC, uh, spikes index calculation versus the VIX. Um, yeah, so that's, you know, that's kind of the, uh, the, you know, some of the differences on the index level. And on the, on the futures level, just, uh, just one thing now on the futures, because um, that's what the ETFs are holding. Um, they are very similar characteristics, same, same settlement um, morning, uh, that 30 days prior to the, um, you know, the next monthly expiry. Uh, there's a morning settlement process, an auction process. Uh, goes through MIACS membership. And, um, you know, the, the spike futures and the symbols FTK, uh, those are offered by MJEX, you know, the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, and they, but they're traded and accessed through the CME Globex platform to make things even more confusing, <laughs> a lot of information, but, but yeah, and then, um, uh, and they're also cleared, uh, they're clearing through MJEX clearing, whereas VIX futures trade through the CFE and they clear OCC. So that's a, a few of the few of the big differences there. No, that was a great checklist. Lot, well, lot to digest. But. Yeah, well, no, but you know, I think it highlights that. Look, these products are more complex, and and I like getting into this level of detail because I think it helps right. on the educational right. side. Uh, so no, Absolutely. I thought that was a great checklist. Let me ask you this on the uh, on the futures, how big of a factor is Contango here? Right, this potential for negative roll yield. I would say especially when volatility is expected to increase in the future. In my understanding, you look at, you know, most vol markets, they do tend to be in contango, right? Where longer maturities have higher prices than, than shorter uh, maturities. How, how big of a factor is that within the ETF? Yep. Um, well, because of the, the general nature of these, um, these ETFs, you know, contango and backwardation are definitely, you know, definitely factors into it. So um, with the daily, you know, as you mentioned, contango, the, the further dated months, are, are higher and, you know, more expensive in a way. Um, I, I hate looking at volatility as a, as a cost, but it is a cost. Uh, but, yeah, so if, if, the, if you're in Contango and we're rolling, you're, so you're constantly, every day you're selling that front month future and buying that second month future, you are inherently, you know, taking a small, small loss. Um, so you're, you're, you're paying up to, to roll out your position. So in theory, that's, you know, that puts kind of a negative uh, drag on, on the um, on the ETFs, and that's you know that's that's you know not not by design, but it's by default of design. It's not, you know it's um uh, the so when when you're rolling on a daily basis like that, the term structure of volatility is a, is a big you know is a big factor. Um, so and then in backwardation, when the term structure is um, the front month is higher than the back months, you're selling out you know you're selling out your short-dated future at a higher price than the next future you're buying, so you're going to be, you know, that's going to be beneficial to this ETF, these, both these ETFs that we have. And, um, you know, so that, that's definitely an important factor to consider when you're, you know, evaluating these, you know, these ETFs and others. And the, 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 the irony of the whole thing is that when vol is low and you think you want to buy it, you know, you're looking at a contango situation where if you buy and hold it, you're going to be, you know, and nothing happens, let's say, you know, markets kind of stay the same or that, that you're going to experience what we call that roll down. Um, that's a roll down mechanism that the industry kind of, um, you know, there's a lot of strategies around the roll down. Um, but uh, yeah, so these, 
uh, and all all the most of the volatility based ETFs um, are going to experience that same thing. And uh, so, but yeah, the irony is that when balls low, you have this contango situation. So you're going to be, you know, to own it, you know, you might have that cost of that roll down. And then in a backwardation situation, balls are higher. You probably don't want to be buying them. <laughs> but now you're, you know, now you're, you'd be, um, you would be, um, you know, getting a gain from the backwardation because you're, you know, that, that rolling of the futures. So yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of like a, either an extra gain for the, for the uh, in high, you know, in high vol environments, you're going to get back a little bit from that backwardation, and in low vol environments, if you're a long holder, you're going to be experiencing a little bit of a drag. So uh, yeah, and, and as you mentioned, we call that the roll down, the roll yield. Um, you know, there's actually, you know, me, you know, a lot of a lot of people measure that and focus on that. There's strategies built around it. That's you know, the shape of the term structure. Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll, no, that, that's great. So let, let me ask you this. I mean, given that, and then. You know, you look at the the 1.5 times leverage product, which that obviously has a daily reset. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm just curious, how do you see these ETFs being used? Like, what are some potential portfolio applications here? Is it is yeah, it almost all tactical? You know, I caught the uh, the tail end of uh, you know, the, your last guest, Tom, and uh, you know he he mentioned something about um, or maybe it was yourself about the tactical nature. And yeah, so so well, first and foremost, I would say you know. Is anybody that wants to start trading any of these volatility ETFs, as your previous guest mentioned, they're not meant for everybody. Uh, they do they do require a little bit more you know education and understanding. Um, I would recommend you know completely speaking to your advisor first. Um, but uh, yeah, so you know, typically you know we see volatility moving you know inversely to equity market prices, uh, being that these are both long exposure ETFs. Um, you know, like I would say, definitely more tactical. Um, you know, perhaps like like I, I I can't really get into too many different you know scenarios. But one you know one basic you know think about like um, we had uh, Jerome Powell's uh, you know Jackson Hole speech you know a, a week and a half ago, and prior to that you know vols were kind of you know kind of in that range or whatever. And um, you know for someone that looks like at a, at a tactical hedge, you, you know you could. Going into events like that, if volatility is you know fairly priced or reasonably priced, uh, you know based on what, however you measure that, um, you know one could see themselves uh, you know potentially getting long in, you know in a volatility product, whether it's you know ETFs, spikes futures, like option call options, um, and when you get that move like that, you know the market sold equity market sold off quite a bit, and you had volatility spike up, um, you know that that's going to help your portfolio. But again, tactical. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of people that you know frown on the uh, you know kind of holding these type of things for for long periods of time. But yeah, so that's that's where I leave that. But um, yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of other different strategies that you know people do um, uh, you know trade around them, and you know, I mean, you can. I'm sure there's um, a lot of things out there that you know you can talk to your advisor about and maybe get get access to some of those different strategies. No, well said. And again, I'll come back to to a point you made. I mean, you just really have to understand how these products work. I do think it comes down to education. There's no question these are sharper tools for investors. And particularly when you start adding that leverage on on SBKY, you just have to be aware of that daily reset and and how these products uh, will will operate if you're holding them for longer than a a day period. But uh, Tom, congratulations on the launch of these ETFs. Certainly wish you the best of luck. Thank you for joining me this week. Thank you very much. Yes, and I, I just—if I have one second—I would like to Please. point out that um, 
you know, we have a uh, Convexity Shares put out a new website upon the launch called convexityshares.com. Uh, there's a lot of information on there. Uh, we're putting out educational content. Um, and we do have, you know, on myaxoptions.com, uh, there's also a YouTube channel with the link there for some educational information. Uh, you know, we've got some webinars. We've got one coming up with interactive brokers at the end, in, in a month um, on the 21st of September. Uh, so, yeah, just, you know, you know just. You know, uh, I guess poke around on the website, and you'll find a lot more information. And uh, anybody can reach out to, to me or the exchange, and if, uh, or you know, through the Convexity Shares website, there's you know, contact information there. And uh, thank you very much for having me on today. Yeah, really thank thank you, Tom. That thank, was thank you. That was Tom Jark, Vice President of Proprietary Product Development at Myax.